Welcome to another edition of How Did This Get Booked? I, of course, am your host, Jake Manning, and I'm a veteran of the professional wrestling business for over a decade. I've held every single job except selling popcorn. Did I say that right? I feel like that was very sanitized. It, it was, no, that's fine. That was fine? You, well, I mean, you're running on, this is our third podcast, and as many hours. Yeah, and we're going to do another one after yeah, this, so this, one this is four. So, but anyways, we're, that wonderful uh, jovial voice <laughs> is, so jovial. jovial is coming from a traitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a man that has traveled <laughs> to the future, learned the knowledge, and has now come back. Exactly. Yeah, because we are recording this podcast uh, after the podcast that's coming out next. So mm-hmm. there might be some jokes that you might not understand <laughs> until two weeks from now. And then halfway through, we'll realize and go, oh, fuck, you won't really get that until you hear the next one. Uh, it was uh, Kevin Spacey the whole time. It was. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, I don't think we, can use, <laughs> we can use our knowledge of the past to know we can't reference him now. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, uh, so we can use our powers for good? <laughs> yes. I was going to use it for bad. I was going to be Biff in Back to the Future Got 2. You. Okay. You have the sports almanac and you're ready to go. Anyways. Uh, Hi, I'm Zane Riley again. Zane Riley. Uh, my Biff. <laughs> Yo, oh, man. Really, I know I want your Doc Brown, but I could at least be. Well, I, I would know. be Needles because that would make me flee. <laughs> oh, you know? there, we there we go. I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take that. Come back in. I don't want to get shit porn on us from a dump truck, though. Okay. It, it happens every movie. Yeah, happens every movie. But uh, we, we can't dilly-dally around with introductions like we do two weeks from now because we have a guest with us today, a woman whose name I messed up the last time she appeared on the program, but I'm going to get it right today because I've said it at so many open mics. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome comedian Lauren Ansley. That was right. Yeah. There we go. I, I, I do things. I do things and I can get things right. Lauren, how are you doing? today i'm good i am good how are you dynamite small talk <laughs> dynamite glad that correspondence class paying off See, you guys you may be my biff to my needles yeah. but this is my kathalie to my regis okay <laughs> it's in your guys's coffee cups i need more money yeah. <laughs> wait there's fucking money i'm out i never got paid for last time either check so. them out Yep, checks in the mail. It's okay. okay. All right. Why don't you go check on your husband, Frank? <laughs> yeah. We got any good proms lately? We uh, we were paying you in Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, but uh, right right before we get into the topic of discussion, Lauren, uh, kind of what we've been doing is I've been making it a priority to thank the people that leave a review on this podcast. Um, and then you can leave a review, too, because um, if you want to leave a review, you get mailed a free T-shirt Yes, if you want a free How Did This Get Booked t-shirt. You as a guest, yeah. you don't even get a t-shirt. Nope. But everybody that leaves a, a review on iTunes or Stitcher and you DM me your address and t-shirt size, you get a free t-shirt wow. and you get a shout out on this podcast right here at the top of the program, even though I don't do that two weeks from now. Because nope. <laughs> he forgets to look it up. I forgot to look it up, but the, but the names have not changed because obviously <laughs> next week's program is already in the can. So basically, I just want to thank from our Stitcher review 
review still the top of the poll is sponge cake seven thank you very much sponge cake for your review that makes a lot more sense now than you earlier you were just reading words like nate like you said that and i was what the fuck is he talking about i was looking at the i didn't know i because i wasn't looking i was setting my shit up i was okay for right. my trader podcast sponge, sponge cake seven All yeah right. i was like man that's a really weird password to have you coming from you you, you put some goddamn respect on his name. There's respect on that password. Because he has been at the top of the poll for Stitcher for quite some time now. <laughs> no one has Stitcher. And I believe I definitely um, sent him out a t-shirt. Would you just talk shit about Stitcher? I'm, I'm I, on it. I'm on it. Don't let me I was going to say, I was like, I'm sorry. Not all of us can be on fucking Spotify, which hopefully in the future this podcast <laughs> will be. All right? Until Spotify allows Squarespace to have a direct channel to it, we're, we're stuck on Stitchers and all the other Sons platforms. Sons of bitches. I think we're going on Cashbox. Huh? Cast, cast box? What is cast that? box. Cast box. I have cast box. Okay, so that's... What the fuck so, for? What do you do? It's, uh, I mean, it's an app. Don't, like, <laughs> calm down, Zane. It's, uh, it's an app to listen to podcasts because oh, okay. I don't have an iPhone. Oh, okay. Yes. I, have, I have podcast addict. That's, uh, okay. I like to use that. That's fun. What the fuck is that? So it's like, um, it, it is, it does, so it's like me, whereas I let everyone do all the good hard work, and then I just reap up all the small benefits. So basically, when you search for a podcast, it searches everyone else's search engines for it. So like everything you have on iTunes, it specifically does an iTunes search for a podcast. Yeah. But, but it's it, on the Android. Yeah, but I, th- th- this uh, this podcast and Tambell Pod are both mm-hmm. on CastBox. Um, but also, too, on iTunes, our reviewer, OG Rosen Orgy is now at the top of the, the poll right now on iTunes. Um, I'm not sure if I've already sent a t-shirt out to you. I may have or may not. It's been coming in a little bit slow. It's been, been a while since I've sent out a free t-shirt. So, guys, make sure you leave a review. DM me your address and your t-shirt size, and I will get you out a t-shirt immediately. Um, or else we've just got 24 reviews and that's all we're gonna have because those are all the people that are listening so (laughs) i'd like to think that our audience is a little bit bigger than that but i could be mistaken so but thank you to sponge cake seven and og rosen orgy which might be josh rosen you know and if i'm quarterback josh rosen for the arizona cardinals so yeah sports Uh, Sports. Go Hawks. Go Clones. You'll get that joke in three weeks. <laughs> Two weeks, my friend. Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. Uh, Do you have a podcast you want to talk about right now? Um, no. You want to start a podcast? I've thought about it. What are you going to talk about? Comedy. Dynamite. Dynamite. It's going to be really interesting, and I've been told that I have a very soothing voice, so it might be comedy meditation. <laughs> that sounds pretty rad, though. I'm back in. Yeah. Yeah. At first, it was snarky. Now, I'm intrigued. Check me out on CastBox. <laughs> yeah. All you assholes in your CastBox. Let's get on that now, I guess. You fucking Podbean assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Someone yelled at me earlier because I don't have Podbean, and I was like, I don't know how to fucking get on it. I think you had to be a part of Podbean to get on Podbean. I think maybe maybe I'll shake uh, Don's tree. Don is our producer from SixSquirrelStudios.com. If you're starting a podcast, or if you just say, fuck Don, <laughs> uh, like, like Zane Riley did. Yeah. <laughs> I cut out the middle, man. Okay, if you want to cut out the middle, uh, Don, but Don does an awesome job uh, on this podcast, and especially Ten Bell Pod, mm-hmm. because the, oh, ego, yeah. the egomaniac known as Nicholas Alexander uh, has a lot of demands, and Don meets every one of them. So if you're starting a podcast, make sure you get up with Don at SixSquirrelStudios.com. Now, with all the, all the plugs out of the way, let's talk about our topic of discussion, shall we? Yes. Um... Lauren, uh, I think last time you discussed was it with WWA something or it was I can't remember what promotion we had. It was a show. Neither does she. 
Oh, it, it bothers me now who we... We, we assigned you, like, one of those those people that tried to take over mm-hmm. wrestling that said they were going to take over Vince McMahon in 2003. One yeah. of those people. But uh, today we have somebody who actually did topple Vince McMahon for 83 weeks <laughs> in WCW, uh, the show we are discussing, uh, to go along with our October Halloween theme. I think it's going to be a regular mm-hmm. thing on how did this get booked. We yep. will always discuss a Halloween havoc, no matter how good or how bad it'll be. You'll remember it from last year, and it's been one year. Exactly. Um, we are discussing Halloween Havoc 1994, which took place in Detroit, Michigan, the awful town of Detroit, Michigan, oh. which is now the subject of Crime Town Podcast. Yeah, I had to listen to the new one. I yes. listened to the old one. Yes. Uh, uh, a good podcast. You should look at it on, on CastBox. Yeah, it's far it's far better it's than this one. And I'm pretty sure it's available on Podbean and Spotify. So <laughs> go check them out. Uh, more particulars about Night, Halloween Havoc 1994. It took place at the Joe Louis Arena, which actually in 1995, same same parameters, same specifics. Um, the attendance for the 1994 Halloween Havoc was 14,000 people, and it took place on October 23rd, 1994. Um, 14,000 is uh, a large jump up from mm-hmm. the 1993 Halloween Havoc, which took place in New Orleans, Louisiana, which only had an attendance of 6,000 people. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, 1995 also took place in the Joe Louis Arena, and that only had 13,000. So this is... Um, this is definitely one of their biggest pay-per-views. This is re- this is Hulk Hogan's second WCW pay-per-view, mm-hmm. uh, Bash of the Beach. <laughs> and it's Pat- already a retirement match. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bash of the Beach uh, also drew 14000 in Orlando, and it was like WCW's biggest pay-per-view to date. So big business for WCW Ooh. at this time. Uh, we did forget one question. What's that? Uh, since being on the podcast last. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Have you started watching more wrestling? That is the answer everyone always gives. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that because yeah. that gave us the answer we were looking for. Actually, I doubled the amount of wrestling that I was already watching. Because you watched this? Because I've watched now two <laughs> instead of just the one. So, So yeah. yes and no. Okay. We're the first uh, not completely no. You have seen more. So that's, yeah. that's yes. the most honest answer we've gotten. So we've done it. Our mission is complete. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit more specifics about this time period in WCW history is uh, the pay-per-view just before was actually Fall Brawl in September of 1994, and that drew 6,500 people. Mm-hmm. So this is a big... So any, But Hulk wasn't on that one. Yeah, he doubled up. So anytime you have Hulk on the card, it doubles up. But then we see a little bit of a dip at Starcade at the next pay-per-view in Nashville, which only drew about 8,200 people. Um, but that's actually the same number that Starcade drew every year, so they didn't drop below that. But they were always about that for three years in a row. Yeah. The tagline for this pay per view was, "Get ready for it." Oh. It's it's not it's not as good as the tagline for two <laughs> weeks gonna, from now. We're gonna be raising some cane. <laughs> uh, the tagline uh, for this pay per view is, "Witness the terrifying rage in the cage," and it said that excitingly. By the way, just to <laughs> let you know. Uh, the dark match for this show consisted of Brian Armstrong taking on Booker T with Stevie Ray. Um, it was supposed to be the Armstrongs taking on Harlem Heat, but Brad had a family emergency uh, either the day before or the day of the show. How did Brad have a family emergency, but Brian didn't? I know. It should usually be the other way around, <laughs> but um, 
Well, they're both in the family. You'd think it's an our emergency, not just a your emergency. Well, I think it was more of Brad's specific uh, family. Hmm. His subs, his his branch of the Armstrong family okay. tree. Got a little concern. broken. Whereas uh, Brian was like, nah, fuck it, mine's fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> whatever, man, you go. I'm yeah, going to make go. this payday. Exactly. Um, so, so where we're at, um, yeah, Lauren, what, what were your initial thoughts? Because like I said, this is a little bit different of a wrestling show than what you saw last time. Mm-hmm. Um, it more highly produced. Highly more produced. What was your initial reactions uh, when I gave you this link and you clicked on it and you just saw the first couple seconds and minutes of this pay-per-view? Uh, well, the first thing I noticed was that it was two hours and 42 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote that down. So that impressed me with the amount of time that it would take to watch this, um, to do this podcast. Um, and then it said, fuck you, Jake, right beside Yeah, why, why, why do you have, like, me drawn and, like, stab marks through it on your notebook? This is a voodoo doll. Why, why, why do you say, fuck Jake Manning? For, like, and you have so many pages. Just, there are so many pages right now just that just scroll. say, fuck Jake Manning on it. I'm flipping through, like, 30 pages I've that just say, I've been working on my own t-shirt design, and I wasn't sure which one to go with, so. Well, if you're paying by the letter, that's a very expensive t-shirt. <laughs> it's like when you write what your married name will be with your boyfriend, except this is the divorce part. <laughs> Fuck Jake Manning. Fuck Jake Manning. <sighs> so one of the first things that I, that I noticed is um, when they said that it was in Detroit, Michigan, and that the claim to fame of the Joe Louis Arena was that Nancy Car- they took out Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan's knees about 50 feet from the stadium. They referenced Nancy Kerrigan quite a few times during the match. Oh, the yeah. match? You mean the entire pay-per-view? Yeah. They bring it up all the time. Now, I'm not sure. Did that have... That must have just happened, because I did yes. not... Yes. Okay. Right. We were talking about, like, probably, like, a few months before that. This is October 94. I think it happened in, like, January mm-hmm. of 1994. This is current event. Yes. Because okay. right. the, the Winter Olympics, I believe, were in 94, yeah. and there would have been in February, mm-hmm. and that was just weeks before, so we're talking about probably January or even December of 93. So, no spoilers, but... Hulk Hogan, they kept talking about his knee, his knee, his knee. Was <laughs> that playing off Nancy Kerrigan, or is that legitimate? Oh, that was a complete ripoff. Okay, of all right, all right. All that. Like, that. they they just recreated that angle of attacking him on the way to the ring, a la Nancy Kerrigan. Because that's not tacky at all. No, no. that's pro wrestling. Yeah, that is <laughs> fucking pro wrestling. It's not called tacky, it's called pro wrestling. It's not gay, it's pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's that should, yeah, instead of having that tagline, it yeah. should be like, it's not tacky, it's pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> that's really what the tagline should be. Okay. So, um, but you, uh. And, and there's a masked person with a, a lead pipe later. Yeah. Who so, was was he underneath the ring the, the whole time? Whole time. Well, we're we're gonna talk about the that because I have some some logistical issues about that <laughs> whole thing and we yeah. were well, I, I got see, see actual, I actually I, I actually drew drew diagrams instead of yeah. fuck Jake Manning in, in this notepad, all right? I have okay. schematics <laughs> well, of the we Joe Louis Arena. Different priorities yeah, and exactly. I took zero notes. <laughs> <laughs> I am reading the Wikipedia page. Well, on matches. Don't go changing your method of research. Zane so. Riley, don't go changing. I'm like Bull Mountain. <laughs> um, I, I must ask. I must ask because um, you might be the second, maybe the third uh, female that has seen a show that features Bobby the Brain Heenan. He's one of the commentators. Had the neck brace on. Oh, Yeah. What are your oh. thoughts on Bobby the Brain here? Oh. There's a look of disgust on your face. So, first of all, the jacket. 
talk about the jacket, the red sequin. Talk about it. Hey, shoulder pad jacket. Okay. With the clearly fake neck brace. I don't know what that was about. He was so anti Hulk uh -huh. the whole time, and just a schlub. Ooh. The best way. To describe you were him. 180 from uh, the previous lady's uh, thoughts on him. What did she? She was in love with him. Love. I'm questioning. Was it Paige? Your, yes, Paige. Paige. How are you filtering people to come on this podcast? <laughs> we were still what, brand new. We were, we were virgins. Well, here, here's an idea. How about I filter you out of the room right now for disparaging the good name of Bobby the Brain Heenan? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. What were you, are you a Everybody fan? Everybody in here is dead. Yes, I love Bobby the Brain Heenan. Are, are you not a fan? Did he make you mad? I, co I couldn't tell by that diatribe whether how you felt about I him. I just thought that he... I. I would think the commentators need to be more even. Yeah. <laughs> is that not from all two wrestling shows? That which which, which is, is fun. Which I'm. This is why I love having non wrestling yeah. fans on the podcast. That's your your how you see it. But in pro wrestling, you can't have them to be neutral. You always have to have the good guy and the bad guy, preferably. That's what yeah. you want. Even though WWE mm -hmm. is trying to make it more like. Sports. Sports, and Announcers. have them more even. But for a long time, you always have the good guy, play-by-play -play guy, and then the heel color commentator. He's and that's he did a great everything. job. He made you real mad. And real mad. And he did his job. He did his job. Okay. But it's okay for you to hate him. It's okay. That's the point. We want you. Just because the door is open doesn't mean you should leave. I'm just saying. And Jake is just doing this shoe motion. Yeah. Taking my bottle of water with me. No, damn it. We only have one for all the guests. Take your notebook that says fuck Jake Manning a million times and get out of my ever-loving house. Speaking of ever-loving house, Singing the national anthem is T. Graham Brown. Please explain how that worked as a segue. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Let me uh, talk to you about T. Graham Brown. You just shake your arms like you're wearing sleeves, buddy. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> T. Graham Brown is a country singer. Uh, of, well, I would say a less than successful country singer that turned uh, gospel singer. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, once Equally he... Equally a successful gospel singer? Once he uh, got left, quote-unquote, his record label in 1991... Um, he didn't record another album until 1998, so this is like during a dead spot. So this is like <laughs> this isn't like this is in 1994. Like he, his sales were so bad, he had a dispute with his record label. He left in 1991, didn't record another album until 1998. So like at one point along the way, it's like I'm gonna say national anthem. This is like this is like bottom of the barrel for T. Graham Brown. Like this is him singing the national anthem on WCW is basically like when Lawrence Taylor's saying that he him main eventing WrestleMania was the lowest point in his life. <laughs> this is T. Graham Brown's lowest point in his life. But I think Lawrence Taylor was a tad bit more relevant. Exactly. Than T. Graham Brown. Um, which I have no idea why he's singing the national anthem in Detroit, especially when they made all of the big hubbub about like Motown. Like you couldn't get any can you get Johnny B. Bad to sing it? Any <laughs> tangential Motown artist whatsoever. T. Graham Brown is more connected to Georgia and Nashville than he is Detroit. So I don't know who in the office had a hard-on for T. Graham Brown. They were like, we have to have T. Graham Brown sing the national anthem. He looked bored with himself <laughs> when he was singing. I mean, I've been unemployed for four years, and this is the worst thing I've done. <gasps> So, would you say that he's T. Graham Board? <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna, you said the door was that way, right? I'm going to just show door. myself out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to oh, go out. That was a pleasure. Get another page yeah. Here. Uh, can I borrow some paper, please? <laughs> Jake Manning is not funny. Jake yeah. Manning is not funny. 
Remember that time we used to do your yoke mics for you, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's just go ahead and get into match number one, which is a WCW TV title match with Honky Talk Man taking on Johnny B. Bad, who was wearing fake vampire teeth. Yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, And that was the most normal thing about him. What are your thoughts on this first match, Lauren? Oh, they were both big dudes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They kept calling Honky Tonk Man just Honky, which was that was interesting. How'd that make you feel as a white lady? Um, I was okay with it because okay. he did look like one. Um, <laughs> he, look like textbook Honky over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Johnny B. Bad was rocking that mullet. I didn't. That was amazing. <laughs> He's a bad man. Mm-hmm. Nice tans. Very mm-hmm. nice tans. Yeah. I thought that the entire pay per view. No lies, yeah. man. Everyone looks yeah. so good. Um, one quote from one of the commentators was, he got him right in the jukebox. <laughs> so I thought that was classic. That's good. That's a good tie-in. I didn't catch that one. Uh, a lot of crotch grabs. Okay. Oh, there was a the Johnny B. Bad guy um, got up and pulled the old crotch face gag on Honky. That's what I wrote. I don't know. If what does that mean? <laughs> there was, it didn't he, like you could read like most of that. He... Sat on him, I think. He sat on his face. Watch the same movie. I mean, I had to pay extra. Was this? <laughs> no, you're right. Oh, okay. nope. Same one. <laughs> same one. Same one. You get the right one. Do you find this on Pornhub or on the WWE Network? Are there Pornhub parodies of WCW pay-per-views that I don't know about? Yes. Yeah, I'll send you a link. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you my password. It's also uh, fuck Sponge Cake Seven. Uh, Sponge Cake Seven is still the <laughs> password. <Okay. laughs> What do you um, think, Jake? Uh, <laughs> I was fascinated in this because we all know how Honky likes to, you know, put them working boots on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept a tally of how many bumps were in the match. How many? Uh, I thought Honky was far and away going to um, be a much lower number than what he was. A Honky bump nine times in this match. Ooh, ooh, give it to the kid. Bumps when you fall down. Mm. Land on your back. Mm. And that even includes, like, you know, a belly back suplex. Mm-hmm. Johnny B. Bad only bumped four times. Ooh. So there are a total of 13 bumps in this 10 minute draw. Two guys not want to do anything. Which is the third longest match on the show, <laughs> by the way. Um, found that a little odd. My favorite was the. Uh, blonde lady in the front row. Yes, that I didn't know if you guys noticed fucking her. fucking in love with her. But oh. I, I, I watched the entire time. She changes shirts partway through. Yeah. To a Hulk Hogan shirt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the first one was like, uh, Johnny B. Bad is real pretty or some shit like that. Like, But it was like the sequency shirt. And she was like front row, middle, hard cam side. Or hard cam, like, facing. Oh, that, that means somebody went over like, hey, can you put this Hulk over? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get Hulk over. Go, go, please. Poodle yeah. hair. She, like, oh, man. Platinum blonde, yeah. hair sprayed poodle, 90s hair is perfect. Mm-hmm. She was awesome. She was the highlight of that match. Okay. That and plus everybody working towards Muhammad Ali, which everybody on the show did. Like, Muhammad Ali is like on hard camera side and mm-hmm. everybody is just going right to him mm-hmm. and doing everything in front of him. He was uh, looking a little shaky there, too. Hey. A little, not, not a full-on uh... Shake the yoo-hoo before you drink it, but like, uh, you gotta kind of roll in some dice. Listen, he's he's two years away from lighting an Olympic torch, okay? <laughs> so, he's he still can handle fire at this moment in time. We know that for sure, at least yep. for another two years. Um, so we get through that match. Yeah, yeah. Anyone Honestly, no. 
We get back to we game. get back to the flashback that was forementioned where Hulk Hogan was attacked, uh, Nancy Kerrigan style, at the Clash of the Champions on um, August twenty first, nineteen ninety four, which uh, that Clash of the Champions took place in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Now keep in mind, in nineteen ninety four. I didn't know WCW existed. <laughs> and it's currently wearing an Iowa shirt. Exactly, because that's where I grew up. We were a WWF country. How far away was that from you? Cedar Rapids was probably an uh, hour and a half, less than two hours from me. And you have a Clash of Champions going on. You have a huge wrestling fan. And I have no idea that there is a big show going on, <laughs> let alone do I even know the promotion that is putting on said show even exists. And you already knew who Hulk Hogan was. Definitely knew who Hulk Hogan was. I had the workout set and was probably uh, playing with it and working out with it on the same day that this pay-per-view <laughs> happened. So there you go, WCW, on your crack marketing team. <laughs> you had somebody who would have bugged his parents. To go see said show, but... Do uh, you think they would have taken you? Oh, yeah. I would have yeah. bugged the shit out. Oh, to, pushovers. Especially with Hulk Hogan making kind of his, like, comeback to wrestling that mm -hmm. time. Oh, I would have lost my mind to make sure that they took me there. So, I would have had no clue who Arn Anderson or Ric Flair was. Yeah. I would just... Who are all these jabronis over here getting beat up by Hulk Hogan? Well, no, I would have known who Ric Flair is, because I remember when Ric Flair came into uh, WWE, um, I thought he was a rookie. <laughs> I was like, man, this is the oldest rookie I've ever seen before in my life. I had no idea who it was. Like, <laughs> that's that's so weird that I live in Charlotte, North Carolina now, and everybody was like, they grew up with the NWA, they grew up with WCW. I didn't know it existed until 1995 when we got DirecTV. Everybody has a story about how they saw Ric Flair drunk in a bar around here. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up here. Oh, so. Where did you grow up? Spartanburg, South Carolina. Oh, fuck oh, you, really? Yeah. It's like seeing Chief J. Eagle right down the street. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you got it. You know. <laughs> Spartanburg, huh? Uh -huh. That explains. Uh, <laughs> but we get the reenactment of the Nancy Kerrigan attack because, you know, that's topical. Um, especially, like, they're doing it in August. Like, it would have happened months prior. <laughs> so. So you're trying to say that Nancy Kerrigan went off of them? No, no, no. no. Oh, I mean, right. I'm just saying, like, they, they did a pop culture reference that was months, months oh, old. Gotcha. So. At least, I, at least I think that's how it works, because they there would have been the winter. Oh, yeah, you're right. It would have been the beginning of the year. And then, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, they, right. they would have been long past yeah. the attacker thing. Like, way to, way to be in the well, rest I'm sure of this level. still up in the air. Like, you know, they're still talking about, like, if Tanya was a part of it or if this guy just maliciously did it. Well, I, mean, I don't like, think it was wrapped up that fast. I, well, I mean, it wasn't was. wrapped up that fast, but I think, like, Tanya was taking independent wrestling bookings <laughs> by this moment in time. You yeah, know? she should have been. Yeah. Doing think, softcore porn and whatnot. Yeah, I don't think she was quite there oh, yet. Yeah. They had definitely released, like, some photos of her, mm -hmm. uh, but I think that was, like, mostly her boyfriend who was abusing her anyways, and then he was going for a different level of abuse. Yeah, just going straight for revenge porn? Yeah. There you go. So, that's healthy. same thing. Yeah. That's a good relationship. And then, of course, pro wrestling tried to exploit that, because, you know. Pieces of shit. It's tacky. It's pro yep. wrestling. It's tacky. Um, but, yeah, and then we get into Flair hanging out with Mr. T at Michael Jordan's restaurant, because that's so Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we get into match number two. Pretty wonderful. Paul Roma and Paul Orndorff taking on Stars and Stripes, Marcus Bagwell, and the Patriot, Del Wilkes, to be to be clear. Uh, what were your thoughts on this tag team match? More Paul? good tans. Lots of tans. I liked the baggy, patriotic pants. 
They're very acrobatic. Very yeah. acrobatic. Oh, that Paul Roma where he runs up the top, turns around, and drops that fist. Yep. Brother, fucking Katie, bar the fucking door. That's <laughs> unfucking believable. Yep. And like I've I see Paul Roma from time to time. Really? He's still pretty? He was pretty here. I mean, I'm just... Do you think he was pretty? Yeah. Pretty. Pretty. His yeah. name was Pretty Paul. Yeah, sure. Why not? Lots of mullets. You have no recollection of who he was specifically, do you? Uh-uh. No, you but... Of the, of these so four, he wasn't the guy in the match. Of these four men in this match, who intrigued you the most? Like, who would, like... Like, is that, like, if you were to pick? Intrigued me. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> the you man. say that word. Paul. Oh, okay. Because which which Paul Roma or Orno? <laughs> yes, one of those. Um, uh, the the black haired one. Or no. the brown haired one. Oh, you like Mr. Wonderful? He was older. Yep. Oh, that's oh, Mr. Wonderful. Okay. okay. What was that thing he did where he was like winding his hands up in the air for a while and then he came down like awkward like he was milking a cow. He was <laughs> he was winding up the elbow. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. He's okay, it winding, looked yeah. really weird. But but you liked the gyrations. Like I did. The, you liked, you liked did. The, his commitment to the bids. I wrote him a fan letter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Into the older men. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, he has out. a wonderful GoFundMe. So if you want to help him, uh, <laughs> he's very much older now. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> See this mustache times it by five. Like oh, that's what he's got going on right okay. now. Um, and take this nerve damage and times that by five as well. That's so, why he has a GoFundMe. Um, but yeah, uh, any what are our thoughts on the on this on this pay per view? Uh, Marcus Bagwell was the man back then. Yeah, he was my favorite. Yeah, uh, for a long time, he was my favorite WCW guy until like Diamond Dallas Page came around. Yeah, uh, second favorite tag team to him and Two Cold Scorpio. Yeah, uh, Stars and Stripes was good. Yeah. You know, I, I like the comment that the Patriot might be Al Gore. <laughs> you know, topical. Very, very topical reference. Um, anything else that you could pull out of this, Lauren, that you found was interesting um, in this tag match? All I wrote was that pretty wonderful got me pretty horny. There you oh, go. There you go. Now you're pretty right. acrobatic. That was there pretty go. good. There you pretty go. flexible. Um, I, 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 I got to take a quote from Bobby, Bobby the Brain Heenan. He had a quote in there where he was talking about uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, and he goes, <laughs> Superfly, that always sounded like a big pair of pants to me. <laughs> I don't know why that joke. Why did they me. talk about Superfly Jimmy Snooker? I don't know. I don't know. They just they, they brought it up and he just said Superfly. That always sounded like a big pair of pants to me. <laughs> also, if you like to know more about Jimmy Superfly Snooker, you can turn it tune into Tin Ball uh, Tin Bell, Bell Pod. Exactly. And hear about him murdering lady yeah. allegedly. 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 We don't commit slander because we say no. allegedly. Um, no uh, comeback. No hot tag in this mm-hmm. this tag match. I always tell people that you always have to have a hot tag. You always have to con- have a comeback. Apparently, you don't have to. <laughs> pretty wonderful said you're pretty wrong. Uh, obviously. I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty stupid for thinking mm-hmm. that. So, that was proven wrong. Now, uh, we go to the back. Backstage area with Ric Flair and Sensational Sherry. Now, Lauren, Ric Flair promos are a, a subject of... A lot of uh, fan f- uh, a love for people. Like I know people that specifically just type into YouTube Ric Flair promos and they just watch them all night long. Uh, I would venture to guess that this is your first ever Ric Flair uh, promo that you've ever seen. Yes. What were your thoughts as a non-wrestling fan seeing Ric Flair cut a promo? I loved his robe. Okay. <laughs> the butterflies, butterfly fan, glitter fan. Um what were your thoughts of his woman? Did she know there wasn't any music playing when she was <laughs> dancing? Because she was really getting down to like 
dead air. No, there's, <laughs> there's always music in Sensational Sherry's head. Like okay. she's always. All right. she, was, she was a good. She's dancer, always. But... She's always ready. Yeah. Like she's she's ready for a fight. She's ready for a dance party. Yeah. That woman a is fight ready. at a dance party. Yeah. She is ready for everything. Well, we got some comments on her in that. Oh event, yes, we do. We her, it gets crazy. Yeah, her makeup was. Very kiss band, go go mm-hmm. dancer. It was good. I dressed up as her for Halloween one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love you for it. I want to see those pictures. Yes, ma'am. I'll get them up as soon as I get a little signal in here. And was uh, Ric Flair ever young? Like he looks. The younger he looks, like the younger he is, the older he looks. Okay. All right. Because this was what, thirty years ago almost. Yeah, twenty four. Smathy, yeah. math, math, math. Yeah, 24. Yeah, 24. Yeah. Okay. That hair. Mm-hmm. Wow. Bleach blonde, baby. Whole head of hair. And just would move yeah. around every time he moved his head like that. You Didn't know? they show like a, is this the one where they showed a clip of him like tearing $100 bills up? or is it, No, that's a different one. I saw that on Twitter. Okay. Like you got one where he's just like ripping full $100 bills in half and throwing them down the ground. Like, so oh, what's like the. Boner jam. You say he look, people look up boner jam? No. <laughs> That's what I had. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, pretty horny. <laughs> this bitch. So what's the point of the promo? Like, why do people look those up? Is Because they're so good and they're outrageous. And okay. he just, like, you know, take his shoe off and goes, my shoes cost more than your house. Like, just crazy. <laughs> okay. Just the outlandish stuff like that. Like, especially those Saturday morning promos he would cut, usually after an all night of partying. <laughs> He'd be super hungover and still on whatever he had put into his system the night before <laughs> and just screaming as loud as possible just going whoo 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 just ab- absurd things just looking like a million bucks with a title belt and just being a maniac okay. draws you in and gets you like really excited about what you're about to see yeah. tells you the story before you see it and never never cutting a promo very softly mm-hmm. always very yelling over the top very Sam Kinison of him. Yeah. Ric Flair is a Sam Kinison of pro wrestling. Yeah. But we're going to go move on to a, a man who's probably a little bit more closer to Sam Kinison and Kevin Sullivan ha. Uh, taking on David Sullivan, who is coming out to his new entrance song, I Want to Be a Hulkamaniac. Now, do you know the whole um, story behind the... David Sullivan character, or I do not? I mean, I know I got the idea. He just was a really big Hulk Hogan fan. This was like the first time that pro wrestling tried to have a character that was mentally handicapped. Yeah, challenged, mentally challenged, maybe a better way to put it. But Handy they capable. They exactly. They spun it more that he was dyslexic, even though he would do things that uh, dyslexics don't do. Uh, more people that were a bit more had a bit more of a struggle mentally mm-hmm. would do. I wouldn't say that he was necessarily dyslexic. Like they they put a little bit of a difference in his speech patterns, How which is not dyslexia dyslexic. prevent you or hinder your ability to do everything else but read. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I am dyslexic myself, mm-hmm. and I. Okay, I, mean, I do stutter from time to time. Let's be honest. We've listened to this podcast multiple times before, but at the same time too, like. Uh, that's not how the dyslexic people act, but mm-hmm. you, you have uh, much in the same sense that some directors would uh, tell an African-American actor to black it up a bit more. Mm. I believe they went over to uh, <laughs> to Dave to Dave and uh, 
uh, R-worded up a little bit more <laughs> on certain occasions. So mm. it gets a little uncomfortable. And, he, and they, they leaned into the dyslexic thing where they called him Evad, which is Dave spelled mm. backwards. But there's an interesting story behind Dave Sullivan. And I have actually a personal connection to Dave Sullivan, which is which is very odd. Did you guys go on a speed date together? No. my uh, One of my friends from high school went on to play college football. And his head football coach was Dave Sullivan. There you go. Who uh, is more like Evad, the Evad character <laughs> in real life yeah. than you could possibly have met. He, uh, apparently, the pro wrestling business has been very rough on him. You don't say. And he's he's got a bit of a shake to him. Oh, poor guy. Um, and is very rude to people. Oh. And refers to people as anal tongue darts. Where that comes from, I don't know. It sounds like a good Saturday. Uh, <laughs> but he, he uh, he's uh, a bit vulgar and probably not the type of guy you want to spend a large, long car, car ride with. Was he really Kevin Sullivan's brother? No, he was okay. not. They just found somebody that kind of looked like Hulk Hogan and, <laughs> and kind of looked like Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan. And then they just put him out there as like Hulk Hogan's biggest fan. But he actually worked for New Japan for a short period of time. And actually wrestled Scott Norton in the Tokyo Dome. Ooh. And he also wrestled in CWA Germany. He mostly was out of the Pacific Northwest. He was trained by Lynn Ditton. But now, and the, and he was a football coach, went into pro wrestling, and then went back to football coaching, where he <laughs> coached my buddy Jake Sands. So, um, actually, also, too, in my, my research, he, um, oh, I should also mention, while well, he was dyslexic, they say the dyslexic thing, but there was a time in WCW where he had a pet rabbit. Like Lenny, and they had Big Bubba Rogers do a feud with him and probably did something salacious to the bunny. But uh, in 1996, after he had left professional wrestling, he relocated to Bentonville, Arkansas, where he worked for Walmart as a fitness trainer. For Walmart? That's what was in his Wikipedia page. And you know I, anybody can update that, right? I, I know, <laughs> and I would like somebody to tell me what a fitness trainer at Walmart does. It is pizza in your mouth. That's Thank what you. they do. Yeah. <laughs> Work the food court. There you yeah. go. That's a good one. Work the food court. But uh, like I said, he <laughs> he became trainer, the head football coach at Dana College in Blair, Nebraska, where he met my buddy Jake Sands. Say, is that where he coached? And now he is the AD, the, the athletic director at Dana College. Uh, a man that would call people anal tongue darts anal on a regular darts. basis. Uh, but Work that into regular vernacular. In 1994, he was uh, voted by the Observer as the worst wrestler and the worst gimmick in pro wrestling. So I disagree upon both. Okay, well, what 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 are your thoughts on the match? Uh, I love Kevin Sullivan. I don't even care if he kills. I do too. People, I, I, I allegedly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, and you know he, he loves him some Satan. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Kevin Sullivan. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Like for from what I looked at Dave and I, I was watching WCW at this time, and I remember that Dave Sullivan was the person there, but not any of his specifics. But I do definitely remember watching Kevin Sullivan then, and I've always loved him. And he, this is not a bad match. No. I mean, it, it could have been far worse. I know. At this moment in time, I'm like, oh, man, this isn't a bad pay-per-view. Yeah. This was, this was definitely the moment where, like, ooh, I picked yeah. I picked a good pay-per-view <laughs> just, to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we, we just picked Halloween Havoc on accident now. Exactly. What were your thoughts on the match? The Sullivan brothers fighting um, each other, Lauren? Hulk Hogan 2 and Hulk Hogan 3. Okay. Just balding blonde men fighting. Um, wasn't there something about, did he shove the bandana in the guy's mouth? 
Yes. In this match, okay. And then he like he's like, here, I'll, I'll put it on. We're friends now. Yeah, We're yeah, friends yeah. now. And then shoves it in his. Because you know, dy- dyslexic people they get confused <laughs> so easily. That's the thing. Yeah. Like for them to say it was dyslexic. Mm. No, you you were portraying somebody who is uh, mentally challenged. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Let's, let's not pretend this is. Yeah. All right. Like I said, count out. Decent match. Was what it was. That's when we get into the recap for Dustin Rhodes and Arn Anderson. And I love how Arn was cutting this badass promo while they were trying to pour champagne on him. <laughs> um, well, as all good badass things go, you should have champagne. That's the thing. But when Arn Anderson's talking, everybody just shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's how I feel about mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, some pe- guys are Flair guys. Some guys are Arn Anderson guys. That's the thing. Like people talk. Like people like will just YouTube Ric Flair promos for the ridiculousness of it. You should. You guys that are just hung up on Ric Flair need to go just do YouTube searches on Arn Anderson. And Lauren is writing, I love Arn Anderson, I love Arn Anderson, I love Arn Anderson. <laughs> well, she's into those older dudes like I'm we've gonna, established. I'm going to uh, look up these promos. You should That's what I'm going to look up. Uh, trust me, Arn Anderson, you will not be disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most certainly not. You will be a little bit disappointed if you look into like Arn's personal history, though. Yeah. Uh, so don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Never meet your heroes. I was just about to say never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. Um, match number four, uh, Arn Anderson with Ming and uh, Colonel Robert Parker taking on Dustin Rhodes. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this match? Uh, still in. I I love how Arn, being a super serious guy, can get beat up and look like a complete more like he just like the shaking and mm-hmm. the selling of it look completely stupid, but still look like a straight up badass. I know, and I I've always tried to do that myself. Yeah. Sometimes I don't fully get that. You with don't my obtain work. what he. Did. I I can't obtain what he does, but I am always striving to be that yeah. because he is. Uh, the model of that, and he's a prime example. I think we're back in the the still. It's still a pretty good pay per view so far. I know, especially this match, especially when like Dustin goes over the top rope for that mm-hmm. lariat and flies over the top. Not only flies over the top, but flies over the steps that are just randomly <laughs> in the middle. So he has he knows he has to get a far way. So he basically just jumps over the top rope and ends up in the entranceway. You know. Like insane, insane. What were your thoughts on this match, Lauren? Um, I wrote. Some notes like okay. I have for every match we've already discussed. I don't know why I made a big deal about that, but <laughs> these um, aren't thoughts. These are notes. You, you're thinking about you're thinking about Arn Anderson right now. Arn and it's Anderson. Anderson. Sorry, it's sorry. It's sorry. Yeah. Arn Anderson was the enforcer of chest hair. Because okay. and and I did want to ask you something. I don't know if now is an appropriate time to ask. Okay. Um, what's the attire underneath the pants? Is there? The trunks? Yeah, are there okay, like here, here. cups? Because no, no, this is this is not an appropriate thing because I just had this conversation this past weekend. Um, it, it's all personal preference. Okay, it's all personal, like how, what you want to do, and some people have under trunks, you know, that they put on and then they put the trunks on, and there's other people that just go straight trunks and nothing underneath. I'm more of a trunks and nothing underneath type of guy, mm-hmm. and that's why, I mean. The, the Man Scout outfit that I have is very much on point and on brand with who I'm trying to be as a wrestler. Uh, and I wish my body was a little bit better, even though right now I'm pretty pretty lean right now. I was say, are you anymore? And see, you're like see right, right, now, right now I can pull off trunks right now, but it's not on brand with who I am. I, and I wrestle with trunks this weekend because, fuck, I love wrestling in trunks. Yeah. I just love it. Just it having no fabric to fucking deal with when you're moving around like that. 
Like, that's just an ideal situation. You know. <laughs> you know, when you're wrestling out with other guys and you're jumping off the top rope yeah. <laughs> and you're in a headlock with another guy and you body slamming another guy and crotch grabbing and just, you want to have the least amount of clothes as possible. Yeah. It's just, it's so much fucking easier. And it, like, if I could just wrestle in trunks all the time, I would. When you say I'm, trunks, you're talking about like the underwear. The underwear. Just, just yeah. no legs. Just what stuff. he was wearing. Just yeah. what Arn Anderson was wearing. Okay. Yeah. Like what Arn, if I could just wrestle like that, oh. Because the, the natural looked like he was pretty natural. There didn't <laughs> like there was anything else going on down there. You know, when you're, look, some guys are growers, some guys are showers, and then sometimes they're just inverted when you're when you're wrestling on another dude. Listen, I. I have heard some things about Dustin. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hear he make makes people very happy. That, that's what I've, I, I have. I, I have Go heard on, from. I have heard from people that have been married to him for a very long time. <laughs> made a point to tell that to me about him. Anyone that listens, I'm just hey, saying. Do you know, I, Dustin Rhodes is big dick. There you go. There, can we say that? Is, is, is that's not like anything that we would get in trouble I mean, for? I don't think that's slander if you're talking positively about yeah, it. Because yeah, she. It was made made very clear to me, and, and and random conversation that Dustin Rhodes has a big dick. I've been in the locker room with him. I'm a checker. I'll look. I, I, I was I, I was I was told like oh, I I was talked to, uh, as if I already knew to or at. Uh, two. It was okay. I wasn't talked at because yeah. she didn't see me as a person. Okay. Um, that she goes, oh, you've been in a locker room with Dustin. You know he's got a big dick. I'm like, I don't look at other guys' dicks when so I'm in a locker you're room. Up. Uh, but apparently, when I said that, I was told like, well, you wouldn't have missed it. I believe was the words that came back at me. So, <laughs> at my direction, because she wasn't talking at, because yeah. she doesn't see me as a person. Yeah. So, but that's what I hear. So you went on longer than I expected to about that. I, so I like that we went into <laughs> length of dick when the question was just about containing said dick. Uh, yeah. Listen, any anytime I have a anytime I have a chance to paint Dustin Rose in a positive light, I will go that route. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> I say all that to say this: under trunks. Under trunks. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Some people wear man thongs. Some people don't. Some people just go natural. Some people don't. It's all personal preference. Yeah. Depends, and also depends on the seam of your trunks. Like I have a singlet that the seam is down the middle, like front to, to, to back. And so then that makes shit sit weird. But then I have one that goes left to right. And that's not so weird. So like with the one, I'd have to wear like a cup. So it mm-hmm. kindles out rather than odd set of testicles on one side of a seam. Yeah, sometimes you get that. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know what causes that where you get like the little fucking little, yeah. little turtle head poking yeah. out. Like I don't know what causes that. I've been in many of deals where like young guys will get ready to go out to wrestle and they'll, they'll be in their gear and like I'll leave. When you've wrestled long enough you look at people's gear you know that's good quality and whatnot you know and then you kind of look down like man you need to fix your dick your dick looks all weird. Yeah that's always they, when you look at your gear like see how it fits and then like usually like the first thing is like the stitching or how it lays out like around your waist and then the next thing you always look for is like how does your dick look. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always when you look at other people's gear it's how does it fit around your waist what's your dick look yeah. like. And it needs to be unassuming you can't be walking around from all these kids. Looking real good or looking real bad. Yeah, you can't keep it. Yeah, it's like it's I don't know. tucked down. Yeah. This one guy always tucked his dick straight up. He looked like a fucking psycho. <laughs> and I would yell at him every time, fucking tuck your dick down. Yeah. Um, we did the show with the, another wrestler who wore, like, we were, it's a cosplay show, so we were wearing, like, costumes of another character, and he was Frozone 
from the Incredibles movie, mm-hmm. and he had nothing underneath, and his dick was way too big for all of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frozone like, definitely's got a big dick. We had sure. to keep y'all like, dude, you need to go fucking find some underwear. You got to do something, brother. You can't look. Yeah, look. see, when I do the Deadpool outfit, especially like the old one, mm-hmm. I made sure I put trucks underneath so I could pull that dick yeah. right up in there. Like, it's, so, like a, it's like a girdle almost. It's like uh, it's like Spanx. Yeah. Wearing the, 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 the trunks under... A full like onesie. Cause I I'm an I'm an older man and like the balls are just the, <laughs> it's all I got. At they're this doing point. their own goddamn thing right yeah. now. So I'm and, like they're sick of me and I'm mm-hmm. sick of them. So like I really got to put them in their proper place yeah. sometimes. Especially when like hey we need to get work to get done and they're like okay fine and like so. Yeah. So we say all that to say this, under trunks. I'm sometimes sometimes. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't want to say anything because I just wanted you to keep talking. <laughs> we, we have it. I mean, look, I've pl- seen plenty of dicks in my day where I've had to tell them to tuck it different. Right. Whatevs. Yeah. I'm helping you kids out. Yeah. I mean, something. No one was there to tell me what to do with my dick when I was your age. I know, right? Like, that's something that really needs to be discussed. Yeah. Because, like, they'll let you just go out there with your dick looking oh, all up. fucking and, weird. And spandex, you know? Like, Ugh. that's what a, a good friend's like, hey, man, you need to fix that fucking dick. Yeah. You know? Dicks like, are weird, right, man. Yeah, dicks are weird. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You get me. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the next? <laughs> I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh, you better hope not, because you totally didn't go, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much accepted it full on. What's that? Look up dicks? <laughs> <laughs> look up Arn Anderson promos. Look up Ric Flair promos. <laughs> uh, look up dicks online. Look up, good good look luck up. finding Good luck finding a website that's got dicks on it. Yeah. All right, good luck. Yeah. Tucked dicks. So. What is that? Incognito tab. Yeah. Step one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a Hulk Hogan backstage promo. <laughs> speaking of dicks. Um, speaking of Hulk Hogan's thermos. Uh, <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are your thoughts on all this Hulk Hogan promo, Lauren, at this moment in time? He was... Was this like his heyday on top of his game, or was he um, kind of coming back no, in? No, he's coming back in more th- this than is, on top of his game. Yeah, this is like him getting that money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? This is his this is his LeBron uh LA Lakers era of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, sure, he's gonna do some stuff that's important to the business, but at the same time too, his his best years are are behind him, but he's gonna have some good years and but he's gonna really need a crew around him to make him look you know what I mean. LeBron yeah. in LA. That's it, you a sports analogy. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. yeah. LeBron. LeBron look up LeBron. 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 Is that a capital B <laughs> it's, or? It's, it is a yeah, it's a yeah, big yeah. L O E. Yeah. Big B. Yeah. Big B. So, um, so I don't know about his D. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I did not realize that Hulk Hogan was related to everyone because he kept yeah. calling everyone brothers. So many brothers. Yeah. So many brothers. You guys are even resemblant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he called Brother Brood Eye. Yeah, big brother Brood Eye. Yeah. And, you know, and who was smaller than Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And Hulk even calls dogs uh, brother. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw Hulk Hogan call a dog, hey, what's up, brother? Like, can't you just call him dog? Like, hey, what's up, dog? You can't even say that. He just, like, he calls a dog brother. <laughs> D-O-G or D-A-W-G, whatever you're feeling. Yeah, he doesn't even do that. He goes, hey, what's up, brother? You it's call a dog brother? You could just call a dog dog. You'd be like, hey, what's up, dog? You it's can't a, say that. It's a built-in pun. Yeah, that's all you have to do. He doesn't have a solid five for the comedy zone, that's for sure. That's for sure. Mm. <laughs> does have a porn tape, though, where he says N-word. So, I mean, that's kind of something. Uh, it's, it's kind of something. That'd be something to look up as well. N-word. There you go. Okay. That goes back to the dicks thing. So there you go. Um, we get into a recap of... You gotta cite your references. Stunning Steve Austin and Hacksaw. 
I did not know that Steve Stone Cold Austin was, I had to look up that that was the same person. Yeah. yeah. He looks totally different without the hair. <laughs> he's, he's got that, that uh, hipster, like mm -hmm. shave head, fluff over combo, like before yeah. everybody else did. Yeah. You know, like he started it. Like, oh, you can see all those hipsters, all those alt-right guys. They got that shave and the flop over. Like, Steve Austin was doing that before everybody else was. <laughs> but uh, I remember, yeah, I remember going back and watching a VHS tape of, like, when Austin dropped the U.S. title to Hacksaw when he came in. And this was, like, after I'd already seen Stone Cold. And I go, man, no wonder why he left WCW. They were really fucking around with him. <laughs> and I've wrestled Hacksaw, and it's pretty much always... Pretty much the, the same, same match, match yeah. every time. So, like, the fact that he's embrawled in this feud with Hacksaw, I can only imagine what it was like calling this thing. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, though. Hacksaw looks fucking awesome at this oh, yeah, time. Oh, yeah, great. I forgot how good a shape Hacksaw Jim Duggan looked. It looks awesome. But you you said you were surprised when you saw Steve Austin. Uh, what were your thoughts on his wrestling? Because this is a much different wrestler than what you would have saw later on. Yeah, so he wasn't clearly the popular guy. Yes. He was kind of, I guess, the underdog. Because, yeah, Hacksaw was the defending champion. Um, he didn't seem as, I guess, like, masculine, which is weird to say. He wasn't just, like, mm -hmm. every man kind of guy. Yeah. He just kind of seemed more <laughs> like a pretty boy. Looked mm -hmm. a little pansy, a little light and loafers. Yeah. Like you would say in 94. Mm -hmm. What you were allowed to say in 94 yeah. all the time. But uh, any other uh, thoughts, Zane, that you got I, out of this? I, this was my favorite Stone Cold. <laughs> this is my favorite uh, Steve Austin. I always loved Hollywood Blondes and, and then Stunning Steve, um, which I mean, I'm, not, I'm not discrediting Stone Cold at all, but this was just my my earliest memory of him, and I was always a fan of him. And I just love Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Mm -hmm. And I love the finish was the, the DQ for throwing him over the top. So yeah. I believe that's a great uh, rule. Yeah, it is a good rule, but I don't know. Like, I've, I'm you couldn't do it today with everybody being so like a flippy wrestler and all the the leaps and bounds and evolution that wrestling has done since then till today. You couldn't do that and it'd still be believable and acceptable. Like one of the companies I wrestle for now, they have that rule. Mm -hmm. If you throw them over, and it's mainly because the ceiling is very low and people are breaking ceiling tiles, mm -hmm. uh, so they put that rule in. But uh, yeah. You, it, it, this is also not like your into your normal indie rific wrestling company. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot of that came with some of the rules that Bill Watts like put in, where you're not supposed to jump off the top rope, and people got mad about that. But Bill Watts made a good point about that, and and I do kind of agree with it. He goes, "How can you have any heat if you don't have any rules? Mm -hmm. So if you put more rules on it, heels have more an ability to get heat." Which I'm saying is, no, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying don't get caught doing it. Exactly. That was his, his point, is you can get a heel to do that spot, and then that spot means that much more. Yeah. So I, I get that thought and that, that logic, because if you have no rules, nothing means anything. Yeah. So you have to have a little bit of a balance on, on all of that. Yeah. So that's how I feel that, too. But, but then at the end of this match, Hackstall Steve comes and brings a 4x4, four four and I'm going to smack Steve. Mm -hmm. Steve. Okay, they're both. Mm -hmm. Okay, Hacksaw hit Steve with a two by four. Yeah, how is that even a thing? He just won and he goes because he because Steve got disqualified and he goes and he's about to smack him in the face and the referee does nothing. What? Well, because the match was over then, the referee can't do anything. And everybody, Hacksaw's big thing is this two by four and everybody loves it and so he brings it out for people to start cheering and they start cheering for him. 
Why don't you put that on your list? Google the rules of professional yes. wrestling, and you know, over the top rope, thumbs down. Two by four action, thumbs up. File a case. We'll bring it to Wrestler mm-hmm. Supreme Court, and mm-hmm. we'll discuss it. We have it all the time. We're we're in the middle of nominations right now. So so. First and fourth Tuesdays. If you're so. free, you can come. Just let you know. Uh, so that much happens. Good. Yeah. Uh, still a good pay per view. Still, yeah. Still like, wow, this is a really good show. <laughs> I and it doesn't always have to be bad wrestling here. There's still funny things and good wrestling. Well, we're, we're, you know, Lauren's coming up with some stuff. You yeah. know, we're, a lot of porn sites to search for later. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm have more homework. There's a whole lot more dick knowledge than what you got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're we're breaking new ground. You know, it's just it's more about somebody that's never seen yeah. professional wrestling before. This is also a learning podcast. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a more Life podcast. It's more you know. Uh, we go to Mean Gene trying to interview Sting, but Sting just wants to get to his seat and sit next to Muhammad Ali and explain the, what the fuck's going on to him, because <laughs> uh, that's the best way to put it. Then we see a recap of uh, Vader and Big Bubba Rogers, otherwise known as the Guardian Angel at this time, yeah. which, uh, great trailer, became a shoot Guardian Angel at this time. Really? Went up there and trained with them, and uh, he was a legit Guardian Angel. He knew, probably knew Curtis Lewi and... That whole outfit of individuals. You guys know was, about the Guardian Angels? Were they this? They became like the power team. Oh, no, the the Christian living uh, lifting team. No, or the Guardian Angels was a vigilante group that was started in New York to basically oh, combat um, violence on subway trains, oh. and then they started to branch out into other nefarious things and dealings that the mob was doing, like dealing drugs. And Curtis Lewi went to go try and fight a mob boss <laughs> <laughs> like like Curtis Lewi is like a real life superhero you should kind of uh, although there's probably like a checkered past that I don't know about yeah. so never meet your heroes yeah I know Vampiro uh, saw Curtis Lewi as a hero and he met him and he said he was okay but I'm afraid to mm-hmm. and I don't know if Curtis Lewi is with us anymore but I know <laughs> I'm not trying to take the stance for I shit on a dead man but uh, but I know that uh, uh, Ray Trailer. And Vampiro were both guardian angels. Oh. And both of those guys are stand-up individuals, more so one than the other. <laughs> but Vampiro's never done anything to me yeah. and was always a super cool good dude He's to me. Kid- Vampiro's been kidnapped three times. Yes. <laughs> and that was that same interview where he talked about uh, being a part of the guardian angels. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that's all I know about the guardian angels. But, um, yeah. So I but- just thought it was like some reverse play on the Hells Angels and they were just like an anti-Hells Angel biker group. Nope. Uh, New York uh, vigilante Didn't know it was real. Group. You know, if you could, basically it was like you can't put like, you know, police were understaffed. They couldn't be in every subway train so the Guardian Angels like, we'll go and we'll Mm -hmm. make sure there's no trouble. It's basically kind of like that. That's basically how it kind of started. Like, if you need somebody to watch over you and make sure you get home safe in the New York subways, we'll make sure that happens. If you can't put a, a police officer in every train, we'll put a guardian angel on every train. Man, that's Pretty, some scheduling right there. That's that's some fucking badass shit. Yeah. So that's pretty much what it, what I've been explained about what the guardian angels are. Ain't no homeless man pissing on this train today. Yeah. Could probably use a couple guardian angels yeah. these days. <laughs> the numbers are a, bit, a little bit dwindling. You need to use the guardian angels on the Charlotte train. Yeah. But don't worry, uh, Rudy Giuliani came in with a bunch of police officers as Gestapo, and, mm. you know, they, you don't need the guardian angels yeah. anymore. So... You had an armed militia. Uh, but the guardian angel attacks Harley Race out of the gate, yeah. and old Leon doesn't do shit about it. Yeah. Uh, proving my theory once again. Uh, hashtag fuck Vader. Um, Rest to, in peace. 
No, you can yeah. you you can be a Vader apologist all you want. I will be. Much like on my other podcast, I'm a click apologist. So oh, okay. you can be fine. a Vader apologist. I will stand strong uh, against Vader cool. and what he did to my friends. Hey, you don't have to pander just because the man's dead. Okay. I mean. They're both dead. I looked them up. The yeah, they are. Right. Away, so did you look up everyone that's dead on this show? No. I just, mm. for some reason, I looked both of them up. Just well, like why, why, no, why those two, but not Ric Flair and Arn Anderson? Well, I knew Ric Flair was still around. Okay. Um, I don't know about Arn Anderson. I think it was because Vader was 450. Okay. That's the That's right, because he was fat. So he was oh, concerned for really, his health. A super heavyweight. I, there was something somebody said. I'm not sure what it was on the show, but yeah, Guardian Angel died that next year and then Vader died just this past summer mm-hmm. well I think Guardian Angel was a little bit past that but yeah they, they did die oh very excuse young. me 2004 yeah so 10 years after very very before his time though, 2004 94 sure. mm-hmm. same thing which fuck I'm surprised uh, fucking boss man survived those punches to the <laughs> face by Vader and just taking him on the chin just getting beat the shit out of holy shit fucking how much are those punches real punches oh for fucking Vader they're probably yeah. as, as hard as yeah. he could possibly throw them so you when actually do punch people in the face hard. some do like when I wrestled if you're an asshole like old Leon yeah <laughs> when I wrestled Vader I was scared of the Vader punches yeah. Cause like people, like, he knocks the fuck out of you, and he does. Like he has, he didn't to me that day. He was very, very light. But, but fucking. But yeah, he'll he'll fuck you up. Old Ray. He was Trail. also like real injured, like real crippled. So he was way past his prime when I oh, when I was it, with him. In his prime, Ray Trail is just sticking his fucking chin yeah. out, just daring a motherfucker. Like, I've been hit harder by meth heads on the train, and then like just doing a man <laughs> power slam off the fucking top rope <laughs> mid air to him. Yep. Holy fucking shit, man. Like, people talk about the, like, Big Boss Man and Hulk Hogan and the cage match mm-hmm. and the, that whole run. I think if people are fans of Boss Man, they need to go back and watch this fucking match because yeah. this was pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Still, my favorite part of this is just fucking uh, Harley Race just bumping his fucking balls oh. off of this. And then the finish, too, with the Being suplex. Old shit, just going at it. The suplex from Race, and then as he comes down, Vader does the splash. Fucking great. Mm. Just so fucking good. I'm glad he's still with us. If, yeah, you know, yeah. If I had to give up two guys to keep him, I'm fine with that. Yeah, if you're going yeah, to tell me one of these guys has to live. <sighs> Could have picked Harley. I'm going to pick Harley. I'm going to pick Harley nine times out of ten. Yeah. So that's the way it is. And that one time is not going to be Vader. Yeah, definitely not Vader. <laughs> definitely not Vader. Um, any other thoughts about this match before we move on? Um, if anyone listening watches this, you need to go to one hour, 37 minutes, and 40 seconds because that's when Vader crashes into the steel gate. And you were talking about the older white lady with the poodle mm-hmm. hair. This was another old white lady with non-poodle hair. She looked, she was on the front row, and she got out of the way so much <laughs> the guy next to her. It was hilarious. She looked horrified. <laughs> that in and of itself is worth going back to look at this. <laughs> I'll definitely go back and look at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm in. Yeah. You sold Excellent. me. Um, well, we're going to keep moving on with this awesome fucking paper yeah. we're talking about today. Jesus. With one of my favorite. I think we had that dick conversation to pull this all together. I know, right? <laughs> with We're going to have a match that contains one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Match number seven, Terry Funk yep. with Bunkhouse Buck taking on the Nasty Boys. You're, you're a real Brian Knobs fan? Is that what you're a big fan uh, of Brian Knobs? big fan of Brian Knobs. It was Jerry Sags who <laughs> fucking almost Sags. killed me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Fucking... 
dig this. <laughs> my favorite thing, uh, the best part of the whole thing was when uh, he, oh Jerry, uh, gave gave Terry Funk the Pity City. Yeah. And he goes, pulls back, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Why the hell did you do that? <laughs> he got, damn you. So fucking mad. And he's like so bleeding from the mouth. Oh, yeah. When he put his face in his armpit. Oh, yeah. And then he teabagged him, too. Mm -hmm. Like, he also teabagged him in this match. And then there was a moment where, like, Terry Funk does a sell, and he, like, goes out of the fucking ring. And I had to rewind him. Like, how the fuck did he do that? <laughs> like, he went, like, it's like he went through the ropes somehow. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like a specter through the fucking ropes. Like, it was the weirdest fucking shit I've ever seen before. But that's why I fucking love Terry mm -hmm. Funk. And then he's out there giving himself CTE, fucking just hitting <laughs> himself with a chair. Um, right in front of uh, Muhammad Ali, which is real <laughs> fucking weird in hindsight right now. You probably called him boy in there somewhere. Yeah, just all kinds of just weird stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, any? What are your thoughts on this tag match, Lauren? How many guys are you putting in your armpit? <laughs> Today. That was, well, there's still time left, oh. so let's not, yes. let's not be too, <laughs> too hasty. Um, yeah, sat on his face, shoved him in his armpit. Um... Pay extra for that where I come from. Why was he hitting himself in the face with a chair? Because he's middle-aged and crazy. Yeah, to okay. show he's crazy. He's okay. Terry fucking Funk. Big blonde hair lady was in it. She was hilarious. I don't know if you guys caught the commentators gave the worst Beavis and Butt impression ever. <laughs> it's like Woody the Woodpecker. It was... What was the line? Did you, did you catch that write, or you're just like, all these assholes? They were terrible, though. Ha ha ha. We did the impression. It was awful. That's all I had. Uh -huh. Oh, and they were fighting their own teammates. So that was interesting. They're like beating. You what, remember that? The, the nasty boys were yeah. fighting each other? Yeah, they're weird. Yeah. It's especially weird when he, you know, Jerry Sags gives a pile driver mm -hmm. onto a pumpkin. Almost kills a man. Yeah, that was nice. That was a nice touch. I was glad there was some Halloween decorations. Yeah. <laughs> they brought around full circle yeah. for the holiday. <laughs> Which now, now I feel I feel more connected to Terry Funk now because he almost died on a Jerry Sags pile driver, much like I almost died on a Jerry Sags. Bitter much, Jake? Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that one of the most dangerous moves, pile driver? It is if a guy just refuses to fall to his butt, yeah, and just... Yeah. Jerks you straight down. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Protect your head, brother. Just just because he just doesn't want to fall on his butt. Now, granted, uh, my tag team partner, you know, the person I was working with, uh, was supposed to be in a certain place, and he was not there. Uh, that that had something to do with it as well. So I, yeah. I have two people to be mad at yeah. because of one match. So that's nice. But, you want to shun him here, too? No, nah, that's all right. He still pays me. All right. <laughs> I don't get a dime from Jerry Sags. Okay. I'm, I'm in. I know we're talking I about. I barely that. got a thank you to be real. Or, <laughs> I'm, or I'm sorry, you know? Well, so. you definitely were getting an I'm sorry. Yeah. I got a little bit of a one. He was sorry about something else in the match, not about the part where he almost killed me, so... I think sorry, I forgot it. that thing, buddy. What, you mean falling on your butt? No, no, not that part. So, yeah, yeah, not that part. Not that part. Um, but... Overall, fun middle match, mm -hmm. but uh, Heenan said with, you know, without even the main event, this is the greatest paper you've ever seen. This moment in time, I can't, can't argue. Can't argue. This is, this is a the best Halloween-themed pay-per-view I've ever seen. For, for sure. And then we get Muhammad Ali in the ring where Bill Shaw <sighs> calls him a wrestler. Uh, but Bischoff is there, luckily, to actually put some coherent thought together. Um he reads a plaque that he does not give to Muhammad Ali, uh, but Muhammad Ali sure as fuck got that check, though. Oh, yeah. 
for his foundation. Hand. Yeah, just put it right there. And then it's that plaque. You can hang on that plaque for all of them. So. Whatever you want. You have that plaque. Yep. And this is where we get into the whole buildup with the retirement angle for the cage match, which I don't know. Were you buying the... You don't know the outcome of this. What's a, were you buying the retirement angle? Because they push I, it the entire show. I thought it was, if you lose, you have to retire. That's, yeah. Which they've both... Con- I know that they've both... But you as, an out, you as an outsider, you don't know if either one of these men retired after this match or not. Right. Did, or did you buy that as an angle? Like, okay, one of these men are going to retire. Did you did you buy I, into that? Did that heighten your interest in the main I event at all? I think it did because it had, they had more to lose and they'd like be forced into retirement by not winning. Okay. I think so. Because yeah. it, it's, it's weird for me watching it like, and as much as they're pushing it, I don't fucking buy it at all. Well, I mean, I wouldn't hope you would now. You, you don't think you would have at that well, time. If you at, put yourself how you were in '94. How old were you? I would have. I think I. I think I bought it at the time. You bought it. At the time? I, I think I would have. I don't because that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm seeing it with all uh, 2020, and when I mean 2020, both these men wrestled for another 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean by 2020. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. These men had a full career even after this, so it's just like. Yeah. Neither one of these guys retired, and Flair was actually wrestling at the next paper. Yeah. yeah. So it's just... Well, well, they didn't even end that way, so... Yeah. They had their little schmoz bullshit. Yeah, so... But I mean, at the time, in 94, I probably did. And like, oh, yeah, this, I was 10 years old, but I was like, yeah, this is fucking happening. Yeah. We're not going to see one of these guys ever again. But we did. Yeah. But we got to see this match we first. still Co- do. Career versus career, cage match, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan with special guest referee... Mr. T, or as I like to say, Mr. Not Interested to be there. (laughs) He's merely just getting a payoff here. Uh, We see uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake almost trip on his way uh, out there with Hulk Hogan. And then uh, the cage gets lowered down, almost kills one of the cameramen Mm -hmm. (laughs) in in the process. Um, So, yeah. Mr. T gets beat up multiple times, and I think he sells more in his in this match than he did at WrestleMania one. But we are ten oh, years removed. We are ten years removed. This match has all kinds of craziness to it. Yeah. Uh, the, well, the best part of the match is not even in the match. It's like everything after the match. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But Lauren, what were your thoughts? On this match, you have a lot of notes. Holy Let's shit, sweetie! Very, this was very exciting. To I me. well, I want to hear everything about this because you were buying this angle, this possible retirement yeah. of both these men. What were your thoughts on this match specifically? Okay. Um, the Mr. T shoved the Hulk, so I thought that Mr. T was leaning towards Ric Flair the whole time, mm-hmm. but then like in the middle, he switched and actually became. A Hulk relatively, maniac. yeah, relatively fair, but he more, wants to be a Hulk man. More on the man, Dave Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flair got his crotch on the rope twice. That looked uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that Ric Flair had broken his back previously. Yeah, plane crash. That. that was fascinating. Actually, decade of a decade or so before. Yeah, actually, two decades because it was in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Really happened though. Yeah, so uh, people died that day. What else? I've got a lot of notes here, but some of them aren't. Really, all that romantic. Oh, oh my gosh! Cherry, 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 climbed into the ring mm-hmm. over the steel cage, and the um, the guy tried to get Jimmy her down Hart. and took her clothes off. Mm-hmm. Her pants. She went in there anyway, and then 
Hulk did not stop. He did not. <laughs> he beat the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. He did not stop. Like even the whole "Don't hit a girl, don't." Mm-hmm. No. Didn't even, didn't even question it. Didn't he even just go. Went with it, and the crowd loved it. Detroit's a piece of shit, man. They're not now the question water. is, did you love it? Did you see this as a super feminist? <laughs> yeah, we're like, thing? yeah, bitch, that's what you Was get. Was this like a girl power thing? Like the fact that she could get in there and mix it up with Hulk Hogan? Did that empower you, I or did that trouble you? Still pissed about her dancing to no music. So I was. <laughs> not mad at all. This okay. bitch deserves this. I was not mad at all. She she looked good in that outfit. She yeah, sold. She did. she did her. Go job. Hawks. Nick, go go, uh, Hawks. go clones. Yeah. Uh, I think I actually my neighbors just had a baby. I think when Hogan clothesline both of them, Sherry and mm-hmm. Flair, at the same time, I think that I woke up their baby. <laughs> it was. Were you sleeping was, on their couch? No, just through the wall. I have. Oh. A, it's townhouse. Um, it did not disappoint. It was. It was an excellent match. I think she is the best worker on this entire company. She is such a good wrestler and, like, always was. And everything she did in this match uh, was better than anything that night. In hose and no shoes. shoes. She climbed that fucking cage without shoes on. Jumped off. Hulk did fucking nothing. Got straight up, pulled the fuck down, climbed right back up. Fucking, like, just bumping her ass off and basically fucking lingerie. Mm -hmm. Just not like one a nipple out. Fucking champ, and and this is why she is a hero to every female wrestler out there. Like you can do all this to me, I'm still gonna fucking work circles mm-hmm. around the fucking best in the business. I'm working and bumping so hard that Ric Flair is like, "Oh, I gotta up my yeah. fucking game." Like they that's, both do. Yeah, her taking that big boot where she just fucking te- uh, tree timbered. Oh yeah. Instead of like taking a normal safe bump, just fucking timbers. Oh, uh, so good. Love her. Wish, wish she was still fucking here today. I'd like, give just about everybody on this pay per view to have her back. Yeah, uh, for sure. Too. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I would trade, I would, I would trade a couple people out. Yeah. That, that, that oh thing. yeah, so you couple, guys are getting drafted. A couple of nasty boys on a bunkhouse block just to get <laughs> yep. sensational Sherry back. Yeah, if we ever talk about trading cards, yeah. yeah, that's what I would I want. Get. It. I want it. So yeah, she's amazing. Oh, just, she makes this whole fucking thing. She was she was amazing. Yeah. She really was. I didn't mind sitting through half an hour just to get this like ten minutes of stuff. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, Let, let's not be honest. That's part of the reason why we're discussing is how yeah. fucking absurd yes. this whole fucking thing is. Like Hulk doesn't just beat Nature Boy. <laughs> he has to beat Sensational Sherry. He beats up a woman he, straight he, up. Yeah, he has to fucking like contend with the fact that Mr. T is kind of out, but kind of looking at the match, but kind of mm. not. Like he's got to direct all this fucking traffic right mm. now. And yeah, so anything else about the specific match? We'll get into the after the match stuff right now if we don't get anything no, else. No, that's the time uh, for the whole, the, the reason for the season. Okay, so the end of the match. Oh, also, too, Mass Man comes out from underneath the ring. Yeah, and puts the, the pose, the, puts the pole, the pipe, o- the yeah. pipe over the ringside, and they just give him the whip into it. Right? Yeah. I don't know how that's any different than the actual cage. Yeah, I don't know either. He's been hitting it the whole time. But they, he needed to come out so he could be seen as being under there all night. They had to make that a point. They'd been under there all night. Yeah. And then do that and then get sent to the back. Uh-huh. So they could bring out the reveal. The reveal. So that motherfucker didn't have to be under that ring all night. Exactly. Because we all know that Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake wouldn't get be underneath that ring nope. the whole time. Nope. Um, so not, yeah, that, Not that, Big Brother Bruda. Yeah, but says that's the fucked up thing. So, like, you saw Brutus come out. Yeah. You saw him come out with Hulk. Yeah. And then he left. Mm-hmm. And then this guy comes out from underneath the ring. Yes. Who had and to have been there all night. Had to be there all night. And then he 
we're supposed to believe that that is the same guy. Or are we to believe that, oh, they had two like they had before? Yeah, I think it would be more that. But I don't... Why can't... Why does a guy have to be underneath the ring? Because then you clearly have to have two. Mm -hmm. It's just... I think you just add an extra step just to purposely make it fucking confusing for no goddamn reason. Why can't the masked man come in from the back (laughs) and stay out there? Like, after the fucking match and all that shit is over, he pops back in. Hulk's like, who is it? Who is it? And it turns out, oh, it's fucking Brutus. <laughs> this dumbass the whole time. Yeah. It's soon to be Zodiac. Yeah, like, I don't fucking... I don't know why it has to be so complicated. Yeah. It's fucking pro wrestling. I don't know why you get so goddamn mad. It's pro wrestling. <laughs> no, I'm just, like, you just fucking added that in there just to fucking be yeah. confusing. Oh, yeah. And you just added that in there so Brutus didn't have to be out of the ring the whole time. Yeah. And you just, you could have just had him... Be in the back the whole time. Just be in the back, come back for the certain time, figure out some reason for him to be fucking back, like have some baby faces fight him to the back or have Mm -hmm. Sting chase him off, and then he comes back later. Yeah. Like, like he got the better of Sting. So basically, you just feel real bad for that guy that had to slay to that ring. Yeah, yeah. Because it was probably... Fucking some... Probably Brad Armstrong. Brian Armstrong just having to land there. Probably. Probably was Brian Armstrong, to be really quite <laughs> honest. Sure wasn't Booker T. I know that much. But this was a hockey arena, too. Is there any way there could have been access underneath? See, I always... I, as a kid, I used to think that all the time, too. But No. no. Concrete floor. I know they kind of, like, lower... Okay. Yeah. yeah. They went anything like that. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Are you as mad as I am, Lauren? Yeah, I was in a union, that's for sure. Yeah. He's mad as I am, Lauren, because I'm fucking human right <laughs> Not now. Not as mad as you. Okay. Completely neutral in the situation, really? Okay. And then uh, John Tenta makes his debut, I guess. This is is his that debut. his debut? I, I don't know. I think it is. Okay. I think, I think this is when he first comes over. Okay, I cool. I think this, I think okay. this is... Earthquake? Yep. Avalanche? Avalanche. They, they don't own... Oh, they don't own really, That's the other They one. don't own earthquakes. They own avalanches. Along with Kevin Sullivan and now Big Brother Brewdye. Yep. And then Sting makes a save. Looking like Jose Canseco. Yep. And then, uh, like, fucking Brutai fucking begs off. Yeah. Like, he's, like, begging off. Like, he attacked and attacked and attacked, and then he's begging off, begging off. And even when, like, they're beating up Hulk, he's still begging off. Like, Hulk is on the, on the ground getting his ass kicked, and he's like, no, Hulk, don't beat me up. Like, how he's fucking high are you right no, now, real Bruce? High. Like, how? What, real what, high. what is your end game here? Still cage high. Yeah. So... Uh, any other thoughts about this paper? Uh, did we talk about the black dude that did the interview? That like he looked like a bat- maybe been a basketball player or something. But like they were like, so you're some Thomas guy. the Hitman Hearns? Yeah, maybe. What do you think about so and so? Uh yeah. Uh, he sounds so fucking drunk. And Thomas just, like, the Hitman Hearns probably. Yeah. They, Reading a cue card. It made it kind of like, but he yeah. didn't know how to read. But he was also dyslexic almost. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, he was an ex-boxer, so he might yeah, have a little he might have had a little bit of the shakes too. Yeah, a little, bit, a little punchy there. Little yeah, punchy. it was. Yeah, Ric Flair is there, and they all <laughs> in pro wrestling promotions have always, always gone another way to use Thomas the Hitman Hearn, especially WWF and Hitman versus Hitman. Yeah, like, they'd always use Thomas the Hitman Hearns. And, like, I know very little about Thomas Hitman Hearns other than the fact that he was always on wrestling shows. All time. That's all I know. I know nothing he about him. He may very well have been an old wrestler. I know nothing about him fighting Sugar Ray Leonard because I know more about him <laughs> being <laughs> his, on wrestling shows. His wrestling, uh... That's his claim to fame with me. Yeah. So. Anything else, Lauren? I think that that cage match was super exciting yeah. and made the whole two hours and 41 minutes, <laughs> 42 minutes, worth it. So you were happy with what you saw today? I was pleased. 
Please. Are you going to notes. become a female wrestler now because of it? Uh, no, Just but Just so I'm you can wear this the... lingerie and whatnot. I'm going to look up the promos. There you go. I will look up well, her. I would we I... look up her promos, too. She oh, great. yeah. You need to look up Sensational Sherry promos. Put that at the top of your fucking list. Yeah. You can put all the rest of it. Like, you put Dick's, like, second, obviously, because yeah. yeah, that's yeah, going to be yeah. the most exciting of it. And then Ric Flair promos. But definitely put Sensational Sherry at the top of the rung. Especially anything she did with Macho Man. Katie bar the fucking door. <laughs> uh, Zane, would you do you, do you like this? Do we like the? We, no, yeah, we like this. Yeah, we like this. We liked it. Yeah, and and I, I think that we're just gonna make that like a regular thing. We're yeah, gonna do Halloween we, havoc. We did it before where we liked what we've seen, like when we did Backlash not too long ago. We yeah, we were entertained. Yeah, let, let, we're not shitting on everybody. everybody. Yeah, I, I think we just you know this time of year where you have annual events. You know, maybe November we do a Survivor Series yeah. that was so-so, and then we go from there, and then we get somebody's opinion on it. We can we can branch out. We can. This podcast can be so much more. <laughs> We've really just been pigeonholing it for two years. Yeah, and- I think it'd be so much more. Maybe get some stuff that's a little so-so, a little weird mm-hmm. and interesting. And as outlandish as this was, it was fun to watch. And we had a non-wrestling fan's perspective on some things, mostly about pro wrestlers' dicks and what they mm. do with them during and wrestling. You guys story. spent five minutes on that. I asked uh, about one question. You put the tip in. We had to talk you, about that. Yeah, you, exactly. And you took a whole bunch of notes on it. Yeah. Right. Talk. Let's be honest. You would I mean, put I mean, more look at all these notes that you've taken. It's <laughs> <laughs> notes. Just it everywhere. just says Arn Anderson dick over and over. It's oh. real. No, that's my notebook. Oh, that's, sorry. My, that's my notebook. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's my notebook. No, I thought yours said Dustin Rhodes dick. Yeah. Says both. No, that's an But anyways, Lauren, you have a live microphone in front of you right now. This comes out not uh, this Thursday, but the Thursday after. Is there anything coming up that you want to let people know about? Uh, do you have a future podcast where you talk about your love for Sensational Sherry that you're going to start? <laughs> and comedy. And comedy, whatever. Comedy meditation and Sensational <laughs> Sherry stories. Since last time I was here, I have a Twitter account. Oh, there you go. I have 100 people mm-hmm. who theoretically follow me, including Jake Manning, Man, Man Scout Manning. Mm-hmm. My Twitter handle is... I follow you, but I'm not going to anymore. I follow <laughs> you when the fuck was over. Oh, my bad. Well, I've tagged you in something, yeah. and you didn't like it. I don't so. know about that. Uh, it happened today. I like everything. So. I just stalk your page. <laughs> Um, so I'm on Twitter, Lauren S at Lauren S Ansley, and um, as far as upcoming shows, I'm going to be performing. Are you doing the Ultimate Comic Challenge at the Idiot Box? No, I I missed the deadline. Oh, uh, I signed up for that, and then um, I've actually uh, hosted two fundraisers, local fundraisers, recently, and I'm doing another one. Um, oh, I know you did the Kitty Cabaret one. They Kitty turned Cabaret me down, so awesome. I'm glad you. I'm glad you got it because at least oh, somebody they, nice got it. I thought you said she turned you down for it. I'm like, oh, you couldn't even let him get on your show. <laughs> Yeah, well, I got you on mine. And, and big shout out to Jake Manning for having me on the podcast again. And Zane. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and if also, because Jake and I were both just in the um, Queen City Comedy Experience, which was awesome. Yes. It was a four-day festival in Uptown Charlotte at Spirit Square with uh, Blumenthal and the Comedy Zone helped put that on. And um, Jake was on stage at the 4 o'clock happy hour show and mentioned that he doesn't drink alcohol and he had two free drink tickets. And I said, then give them to me. And he gave me one of his drink tickets. What did he do with that other one? Thank you so much. I don't know. I gave it to JD because he was hosting and I felt bad for him. See? I do good things. You're a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I appreciate it. You good things. Good things happen to you. I don't put poison in my body, but if my friends want to put poison in their body, go right ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Have at it. 
Did you say boys or poison? Poison. Okay. If you want to put boys in your body, go right ahead. <laughs> I don't put boys in my body, but if you want some boys in yours, yeah. how you doing? Finger so, guns, winky time. And then the factory, you're doing the factory open mic, right? Yeah, that'll be tomorrow. Okay, uh, so after. Yeah, but, it would it would happen the Thursday before this came out. Today, tomorrow, or podcast tomorrow? Today, today, today. Okay. And quick little shout out, I may be hosting trivia once a week. So okay. I'm actually to be determined. Okay. Somewhere in Charlotte. But trivia team. Uh, Trivia Attainment is a new company in this area. They, they're out of Raleigh, and they're doing a lot of trivia. Peculiar Rabbit's now having trivia. Mm-hmm. Once a week, Jackalope Jacks, and I'm looking at a new venue, okay. hopefully starting next cool. week. So, so. W- what's the Twitter again for you? Uh, at Lauren S. Ansley. Okay, make sure you, you guys, if you want to send her recommendations for Ric Flair promos to watch... Just go ahead and add her on that. You let me know <laughs> how many people have sent you Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and Sherry Martel promos. I don't don't send her stuff by your dick. Yeah, don't. She's gonna look up the dicks on her own. Yeah, she might need yeah. a little help on those other three. Well, but what we did was in jest. We feel what you do is in vulgarity. In vulgarity. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's not cool. You guys nothing, won't be. Nothing bad ever happened on Twitter. No, never, never. never. So we should be fine. Never. So then, yeah, so what you guys want? I want. Uh, Zay, what do you got going on? I don't even know what the fuck this is, man. This, this is, like I said, not this upcoming Thursday, but the next, next Thursday. Uh, probably not much. I think I'm just going to get real drunk at the Renaissance Festival every yeah. weekend. Again? Oh, yeah, brother. I've already got it. All October and November, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you can find me at, uh, I don't know, um, tomorrow night being podcast tomorrow. Uh, I might go down to South Carolina with George South and Caleb Connolly to wrestle at a haunted house. Okay. Uh, like, like, uh, like one that you would go to, not like this place is haunted, and we should go on ghost adventures. Uh, going to that, um, I will be at PWF in Hubert, North Carolina, on October nineteenth, and then uh, the aforementioned to be talked about in the future, Spooky Empire uh, Horror oh. Convention. Okay. Um, I, if you listen to this in a timely fashion, like the day it comes out, October the 12th, I will be running my first show at VizArt Video Exploitation. Make sure you come out for that. And then that this upcoming Saturday, I'll be opening up for Carlos Valencia at Bonkers in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then this Sunday, I will be hosting for JJ Jimmy Walker in Salisbury, North Carolina. Um, and then this uh, the 19th, I'll be at Free Freelance Wrestling. Then the 20th, I'll be at Wrestling Revolver in Des Moines, Iowa. Then the 21st, I will be at NGW in Newport, Tennessee. Then the Tuesday after that, which I believe is the 23rd, I'll be wrestling in Jeffersonville, Indiana. So I got a whole loop of stuff coming up. That's why we're recording this one and the next one super early. The next podcast, uh, we are discussing See No Evil. Let's just go ahead and put it out there. Yep. Go ahead, See No Evil. Go ahead and watch the the Kane uh, starring vehicle. Six. Yeah, like yeah, Kane. Kane. That's my favorite. He's my favorite. Why don't we, we should have had you? Hold on, on guys. I told you that last time. You you like Kane? Like yes. How do you know about Kane over other people? He's the only one I know. She's Him listen. And she's entrenched the in the Knoxville County politics. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's how she knows the, the the mayor of Knoxville County. All right. Well, so you go home and you watch this movie, See No Evil, and then we'll let you do a little five minute rundown 
independent and we'll just ta we'll tag it on ours. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. We well, had to pay two ninety nine and a dollar oh nine for it. Yeah, how how about you just watch watch the movie that's got Kane in it and then listen to the podcast? I didn't know he was in a movie. He was in a movie. He was, he was in a sequel to that movie as well called See No Evil Two. Yeah. <laughs> Speak crazy. No Evil. Man, that'd have been real cool if that was. Yeah. See No Evil Two. Speak No well, Evil. Well maybe Does next he talk in the movie? He talked in the first one, so yeah. Maybe. Like a little just, bit. Just throw, kind just, of jerks off, too. But maybe maybe I pitch there. it. Maybe I pitch this. Maybe a year from now, when we start doing a scary topic again, <laughs> oh, bring her back for Ceno Evil, Evil 2. 2. What? Maybe we, we put <laughs> that out and there and make that happen. And break up uh, the Zane and Jake talk pop culture. Yeah. We'll bring, bring a broad in and uh, and another comedian. You're not, you're not just a broad. Then it'd be a broadcast. Ah, yeah. Broadcast... Podcast, cast, what was that thing? Cast box. Cast, cast box. Broadcast box. But we are also available on iTunes, <laughs> Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review so you can get a free t-shirt. This has been another edition of How Did This Get Booked. <laughs> Woo.